innovation is in our veins. Soon the whole world will know our names. Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign. We here for the people, you know it's our way. Setting foundations is part of the dream. It doesn't matter if you're new to the game. Listen up now, cause we all gon' say. Ugh. Elevate, elevate, elevate. Higher, elevate, elevate, elevate. Higher, we gon' rise up. We all gon' shine. Work through adversity, stay on the grind. Elevate, elevate, this is our time. Elevate, elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh. Dalton. And we're grateful to be beat back be, on with be you. Back. Be back on with you. It's great. Uh, you know, it's a Monday morning for many of you. For many listeners, you could be commuting, what have you. I yeah. understand the struggle. Or maybe you just woke up, had your nice cup of coffee, and you're working from home. Man, either way. We're grateful you're here with us. We are so grateful. The love continues to pour in. We're feeling it on every platform, man. We love it. It's a it's a weird feeling. I know. I don't know why people care. Yeah, but we're grateful that you do. Totally. Uh, I wouldn't have wouldn't have believed it. So yeah, 100%. the gratefulness and the gratitude is continues to grow. Grows every week. Absolutely. And so. As we take pride and be able to kick off your week, and some of you may be listening on a Monday, maybe it's midweek, maybe it's Friday, either way, um, we want to make sure we give you a great hour of power of listening to us and give you some value. Power hour. Yeah, power Ooh. hour. Yeehaw. Dude, love it. Here, so we've got some things we want to talk about. We want to talk about uh, heat pumps being robbed. Yeah, to be honest, which is something I did not know was a common occurrence in the city. Very odd. Yeah, I didn't know people were, I thought those were pretty well mounted. I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about I, it. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, the classic uh, checking out at the grocery store, would you like to round up your bill for charity? We're going to get into what that means for the business who's asking you and maybe what you should do with your money instead. Exactly. Um, Especially as we're coming into that season now where a lot of people are going to be asking for money. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot there. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of tactics those stores use. So. Definitely. And then yeah. we're also going to dabble into, we're going to use the Facebook meta as kind of the jumping off point, but we're going yeah. to talk a little bit about the metaverse tonight and what that means for you yeah. uh, if you're looking to invest or just in general as a person because it's going to get interesting as a human being here very soon. Totally, yeah. And then lastly, as our wild card hour, let us know, what are we doing? Dave Portnoy, El Presidente. we talking about all those. Under fire. Literally, he is under fire. And uh, we want to talk about all that stuff and we're going to get into it as our wild card segment the last 15, 20 minutes of our show today. But as we nicely lay that out, let's get into this heat pump story, dude. So Halagonia yeah, actually put out an article. That. Yeah, Let's pull it up here. And uh, I'm going to give Philip a heads up. We forget, keep forgetting to do this before every show. We forget to plug in our computer. Um, so there's actually the power cords in my backpack. If you want to get it when you know you get a chance, that'd be great. Um, so heat pumps being stolen from properties is a thing. And oh, this is like November 2nd. Oh, yeah. this is this week? This is, this is very recent. Oh. Yeah. And if... I'll go down to the body here and I'll just read it. It's very, it's honestly just an RCMP report, essentially what's sure. happening. But yeah. in general, it says on October 20th, police received a report of an attempted theft of a heat pump compressor from a property on Emerald Road in Saulnierville. 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 Thank you. Police learned that the compressor had been sitting on the table behind the home of the property. A person had stolen the table but was not successful in stealing the heat pump compressor. On October 22nd, police received a report of a break into a home in Sonyaville Road in Sonyaville. We love it. Police learned that during the break and the heat pump head that was inside the home was stolen. Oh. The heat pump compressor outside the home was also taken. They took the whole unit. They just took the whole stinking thing. Dog, they're a reinstallation company. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> you ain't wrong. On October 27th, police received a report of a theft of a heat pump compressor from a property on Highway 1 in Bolivos Cove. Is that right? A yeah. Bolivos Cove. Sure. Police learned that the compressor had been located outside of a church on the property. The investigation is ongoing. They stole from a church. Yeah, they Gee. stole from a church. That's a... I don't know. Even, they're savages, man. That's crazy. Straight up. So this actually is a thing, believe it or not. Yeah, you'd know, right? Yeah. And the reason <laughs> I know, because it happened to me. Uh, I but We bought our house in 2017, and uh, we had it. We got... And central heat pump installed. Right, like the ducted one. The ducted heat pump. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so I will get into that a little bit, but I kind of want to kind of let people know that. Keep an eye out for your heat pumps out there, homies. Um, Maybe get a ring camera. Yeah, get a ring camera as well as keep it. If you're having a new build currently, keep an eye out if the heat pump go is coming your, before. Yeah, yeah, go to your construction site almost daily. Yeah. Um, and even that actually may not be enough. You really need to really take some extra precautions if you're mm. doing a new build and the heat pump has come in. Figure out a way to make sure that thing is tied down because this is a thing that's happening a lot. Oh, you mean when it's not even installed yet? Like yeah. Like they just drop it off. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And all these things because they're hap- worth what? Like five grand, six grand, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like they're expensive. They can be. Um, I mean, the ones with this, the single heads, you know, they'll, they'll run you probably 1500 two grand. Sure. Um, that's still but a yeah, lot of money. You and it, I had. Because yours was the one that goes like through the pipes, right? Yeah, that was eight, eight, nine thousand dollars, and uh, and with installation was fifteen k. So, Does insurance cover that? Uh, we'll get into it. And so, anyways, what happened was we bought this home in Dartmouth, Ontario. Uh, Ontario. Oh my gosh! And believe Whoa. it or not, psych. Uh, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. That's a commute. And uh, we bought the house, yeah, which was great. Yeah. And we actually weren't scheduled to finish our apartment lease until like a month after we'd purchased it. Right. So we, you know, the everything got switched over. We closed on the home, yeah. and it was empty for about a month. Yeah. And so I st- lined it up that we could. I'm like, okay, well, we're moving November first, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Sorry, no, you're moving October first, and we got, we got custody of the home like September, or yeah, we closed on the home in September, got in October first. Right. And I was like, okay, so we're moving kind of mid October at this point. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so we need to make sure we have heat. Because it's getting cold at this yeah. point. And that's not like oil. Exactly. And so we were in the midst of so we started kind of moving little things over at a time and Yeah. And we had uh kind of our heat pump guy come in and install the heat pump. And so he, because it was one of those units that was ducted, yeah, uh, had to be done in two two shots because yeah. we were replacing our furnace completely and making it completely electric. Uh-huh. And then tying it with the heat pump that's on the outside. Yes. And so he's like, All right, we need to do the heat pump outside first and then we'll do the We'll do the furnace second yep. and tie them together as kind of the third step. So I would come in on daily. Daily did that. Yep. Check in, make sure the work was going well, let them in the house, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first day the heat pump came in, they bolted it down to the stand, which was bolted to the house. Yeah. And it was heavily secured. Yeah. And uh, he's like, all right, so yeah, we'll leave this for the night. We'll come back in the morning and then tie it into the, the, the inward unit. I was like, sweet. Yeah. So... I saw them off that night. It was around 5.30. Said bye-bye and locked up. They left and uh, I come back the next morning. I pull up to my house and it's gone. No. The unit was completely gone. Oh my gosh. I was like, what the heck? So I call call the guy. I was like, hey, did you do something with like the heat pump? He's like, no. I was like, because it's gone. He's like, what? 
he started, he's like, he's like, what the heck? He's like, how did that even happen? I bolted it all like right to the freaking stand. Like it was, to the foundation. To, yeah. To the foundation. Like it was just like, how did they do this? He was blown away. And uh, then things started happening, which was interesting. Oh yeah. So obviously I was, you know, at this point, I'm 23 years old. I just bought a home. I didn't even know what I was doing in the first place. Yeah. You know, this thing got stolen on me, and I was, like, just not thinking straight, and I was trying to figure out who the heck would do this. Like, I'm welcome to the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> P-Pump's gone. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I don't I don't know any of the neighbors well enough to know if this is something it would do or if they would try to get away with. And, yeah. And so the guy at my contractor was very kind. Uh, he was very helpful. He kind of walked me through the process of making sure we reported it missing and make sure the police knew about it. Um, and then when, you know, it came to insurance, the insurance was going to cover it. And uh, he obviously had to put down your, um, what do you call it? Um, I'm not sure. Well, you, you, need, <laughs> you need to put up a upfront money when you want to claim an insurance thing. Oh, you're, oh, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're forgetting that. Do you know what I felt? I'm no clue. Deductible. Deductible. Jeez. Yeah. Wow, we are losing. Oh it my gosh. I'm so sorry for my family. Um. So yeah, but he paid the deductible, um, and made sure everything. Like so, I, I actually lost no money. Uh, on this on this job, he actually paid the deductible for me. Because at that point, it was still his. You hadn't paid yet, right? So it's probably still yeah. his property. Yeah, technically, yeah. Right. And so he helped. Yeah, he helped me pay the deductible. Deductible, and we all figured it out, and I didn't actually lose any extra money on it. Uh, surprisingly enough. Whoa. You know, insurance covered it. He covered the yeah, deductible yeah. as a thing. You know, sorry that this happened. I let this happen. This, that, the other. Wow. And I was like, thanks, man. And we did it. Got the deal done. And and that was it. Finally got the heat pump in. Yeah. Had some heat. Yeah. Then when you had time to start thinking about things, you get to know about your neighbors and what they're up to. You're just like, oh, my gosh, this was an inside job. You Really? 100% had to be. No way. 100%. Because someone had to come by with the right tools to get that thing off the stand. It needed two people because that thing's wicked heavy. Yeah. And, and who else would know the house is vacant than anyone who lives on the street? Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, hmm, interesting. And one of my neighbors, you know, had access to the cameras at the community center at the bottom of my street. I was like, hey, did you catch anything on that? Um, like, did you catch any like trucks or this, that, the other? And he's like, oh no, there was nothing in the back of any of them, whatever. Like I couldn't find it. There's only one truck that I saw, but there was nothing that I could see that was in it. But the truck came after I closed up the home. So I don't, he didn't see anything in the truck, but the truck left an hour, hour and a half after I had left my property. Right. Which they left before I left initially. So it was a weird situation. So I was like, this is 100%. Oh, like a work truck. Yeah. So yeah, the guy who was installing it, my neighbor saw his truck at the bottom of my street after I, I supposedly had left. Oh, no wonder he wanted to pay the deductible. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, it's like things he got it sense. back. Yeah. You got a heat pump. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, 100%. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, oh, of course he paid the deductible. He's like, you know, he's just, it was a whole scam. Oh my gosh. Oh, it definitely was. Yeah. I was like, D don't sue us. Yeah. Please don't. I talked to I'm my, an idiot. I did talk to my, <laughs> I did talk to my lawyer about it. I was like, can I, can this ever come back on me now? Like, yeah. Like, is this like a dirty air handler? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, spooked. So I, I just like left, left it at that. I was like, you know what? I don't have anything else to do with this. I, I wonder if these are inside jobs. Like I wonder if there's like a, like a ring for mm -hmm. stolen heat pumps. I, w I it has to be. 
all and everyone's Why else in would you go it? through the trouble of stealing something so like not that I would ever want to steal something, but like I wouldn't steal something that's so loud and clunky and big. Yeah. If there wasn't something to get from it. Exactly. Like it's clearly a ring of some sort and they know how to do it. Do it and essentially defraud the company the insurance company. Insurance company, yeah. As long as long as they're not defrauding the customer. You know? <laughs> I mean insurance companies have enough money. Oh man. So it's just like it, that was a weird situation. So that's wild. Keep an eye out on your heat pumps, Whoa. folks. Yeah. I wonder, do they make like cages? That yeah, are, like lock. You can. Yeah, they they do offer some of those. Um, that's crazy to lock your heat pump. In. Yeah, it's really odd, isn't it? But that's the thing is like it was the timing of it, dude. Because as soon as that heat pump's tied into the furnace, like you're, it, it's ten times more of the effort to get that heat pump. So who else knew that heat pump was sitting there, not tied into the house yet? Right, because yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. Do it once it was integrated into the... Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just... That night. Boom. The night it was installed. Yeah. The, yeah, the night. And they knew, that, like, the night, the next day, that thing was going to be fully installed. And you wouldn't be able to get that thing out. What was his reaction when you first called? Do you recall? Like, do you I remember? recall it, all right. Yeah. Was he actually shook, or what, did he kind of... It. I'll be honest. Like, so, it was over the phone. Yeah. When I first talked to him, right? Yeah. And all, he, all I heard was, oh, F... You know, and I was like, okay. And then it just seemed like it was a little drummed up a little bit in terms of the, you know, uh, reaction. Because if I know one thing about contractors in Halifax, and this doesn't go for all of them, but it goes from my experience, is they suck. Right. They're rude. They will scam you. They will not help you. They will take you for a ride, and then they won't reply to you. Mm -hmm. Like, they can be evil people. Right. Not all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was so quick to be like, I'm going to help you with your insurance. Contractors don't have time to deal with your insurance company. No. Contractors really have time to deal with me and I pay them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. let alone the insurance company. Yeah. That is so sus. Exactly. <laughs> That's very sus. And this stuff always happens to me, of course. Got all the freaking driveway people in the summer. and Oh, yeah. Freaking, like I'm, I'm, I'm a naive Every person by nature. Every time I see <laughs> that truck of that company drive by, I'm yeah. like, oh. oh, who are they defrauding? Yeah, straight <laughs> Dude, I have to tell you a story about that driveway company, what they did to a Halifax inspector on Pleasant Street. No. Dude. This is some, uh, some extra tea for the listeners. Oh, my gosh. So those who haven't, those who have been following us since, like, not summertime, I told a yep. story about how, you know, I got ripped off of $500 of this driveway company. Is that the other? I got a little too emotional. So anyways, uh, one of our listeners actually tuned in and, like, sent, sent me a tweet about this company. And uh, he's like, oh, did you hear what happened on Pleasant Street the other day? I was like what happened oh no and so these guys were doing another house house's driveway and they were literally in the middle of pleasant street like blocking it had their big you know the they have trucks, trucks and stuff just blocking pleasant street if anyone knows dartmouth pleasant street's a main artery uh, in for, and out in yeah. and out for eastern passage all those places yeah. right so these guys are just kind of cruising so a halifax inspector came by it's like you guys need traffic people or you got to get out of here yeah and these guys are like, shut up. And start throwing water bottles and stuff at him. <laughs> throwing trash at him and stuff. I was like, this is the, this is the Halifax official. You can't treat Dog, they like are that. trash. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. That's trashy behavior. Dude, it is brutal. So oh, my like, gosh. You know, keep an eye out for these homies, man. There's some wild ones out there. I think 100%, and I will die on this hill, paving companies in Halifax are the biggest frauds. Mm. They are... A nine out of ten scammers. Nine out of ten. I think. Yeah. Like nine out of ten companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an easy one to 
I have the wool so many friends with stories just like yours. Right. Like where they're like, they come, they sell you on it, the deposit, and then they literally just never come back. Oh, really? Yeah. And then next year they've changed their company name. That old company's bankrupt. Imagine that. I'm like, it's so insane. Mm-hmm. So either way, your driveway got paved. Yeah. Driveway got paved. I got a heat pump now. Yeah. Just a little bit. All of, in all, you're only owe 500 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, seriously. No, there's just a little bit of learning pains through it all, but you know. Some growing pains. Yeah, that's it. Growing pains. That's the term that we wanted to use. But yeah, that was. So folks, before we end this segment, yeah, just keep an eye on your heat pumps. Yeah. New builds, keep an eye out. Uh, make sure everything's tied in. That needs to be tied in. Yeah. And a cheap Wi-Fi camera will do some good. Yeah, and make sure the Wi-Fi is installed before, like that. Like these are tough situations, right? It's like, yeah, like you've got to have the what? I yeah. know. Like, what do you do, right? It's like I, I was trying to figure out how. Always leave a light on mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, or just sleep right next to it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just sleep <laughs> in the driveway as long as it's paved. Straight. Just up. put up a tent. <laughs> yeah. Keep a BB gun on you. Yeah. Pew. pew. That's crazy. Yeah, never would have thought heat pump robberies. Yeah, absolutely not. But, uh, but on to robberies. On to robberies. <laughs> round up for charity. <laughs> so round up for charity. I, I, I'm definitely. Gonna, I know you. You fe- you're feeling a lot of fuel on this one, so mm. I'll feed you it. Yeah. Um. This segment is built and designed for those people who feel guilty saying no to rounding up for charity. Uh, when you're at a grocery store and yeah. someone's like, Hey, do you want to round up to two dollars if you you know to For this and X and Y charity, yeah. And some people are just like, you know, these dying children in Africa. No, but I'll get the extra chocolate bar though. Dog, yeah. There's no button I hit quicker on self checkout than no to donating. Yeah. Like <laughs> straight up. And so we wanted we wanted to touch the subject because obviously we're coming up on a holiday time of year. Yes. Uh which is when it's most prevalent. Hugely prevalent. Like, and we want you to not feel guilty saying no to these um, questions. And we'll Absolutely. tell you why. Yeah, there's, uh, well, there's, I guess, two main reasons that I can think of right away. The first one I'll give from personal experience as a cashier. Mm-hmm. I work for shoppers, mm-hmm. and there's always something going on that around this time of year that you can donate to. I promise you, every cashier that's asking you feels just as awkward as you do saying no. I hated asking people to donate their money Mm -hmm. because I was also smart enough. And then this is point two to know what shoppers and Loblaws is doing. Mm -hmm. You are donating money that they're keeping in a bank account, which is great. You've donated to a cause and that cause is going to get that money, which is awesome. But now shoppers drug mart slash Loblaws across all their stores has $150 million at the end of the year that they donate and they get a big receipt for $150 million. That you don't get. That you don't get to write off on your taxes, but they do. Mm-hmm. And Loblaws doesn't need a tax break. Nope. They don't need one. <laughs> Sobeys doesn't need one. You need one. Mm-hmm. If you feel so inclined to donate your hard-earned money, then donate it directly to the cause and get a receipt. It's kind of the same thing we feel about Wealth Simple buying your Bitcoin for you. Same type of idea. It's the same thing. They're holding it. They're getting the benefit. You still feel good. Mm-hmm. Donate the money directly, get a receipt, put it on your taxes. You know, they win because they get the money, but you get to win too a little because you get a little bit of a tax write-off. Yeah. But never, ever, ever give it to the big grocery giants. Like, so you, like It just benefits their profit margin. That's all it does. It's all it does. Yeah. It's 100% a gimmick to make them more money. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the charity. No. 
And, and it's a brilliant idea. Galen Weston is not in his head office thankful that he gets to donate to, you know, like women's charities for add some house through Shopper's Drug Mart. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He's rich. Yeah. And he's rich because he's using your money. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's most times, you know, I'm not going to speak because I haven't looked at all their books, but a lot of times they're not using their own money to donate. It's like, it's only the money that they've collected yeah, from Galen us. Galen Weston's not donating. No. You are through him. Yep. And he's getting the benefit of like, yep. How awesome we've done. And you and you can hear it on the commercials too. Hey, we've donated a hundred million dollars to such and such charities over the course of, you know, the year. They've got a big receipt for it. Yeah. And they don't tell you that they've donated from their profit margin. They donated your money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They own it. Yeah. And they don't say, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, of course we're gonna take ownership. Yeah. This is the biggest scam next to paving companies in Halifax. This is just gonna, we're just going to call this episode scam, scam artist. Scam artist. This episode is a scam. Straight up. This, this whole podcast is a scam. True. Oh, my gosh, dude. Gosh. I just cannot take that. One, people barely have enough money for themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard, arguably, hardest time yep. for a lot of people our age. You mm-hmm. know, they didn't really live through the first recession. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that, like, our parents felt. So, like, this is, like, the first big economic woe mm-hmm. for us. And a lot of us our age also are, I'll use the word sympathetic, but are also easier to guilt. Yeah. We're much easier to guilt. Uh, we care a lot about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So strange Yeah, when you're the one working for your money. Mm-hmm. So don't let some kid at Shoppers Drug Mart pressure you into donating because that is literally a kid. They feel just as awkward. They mm-hmm. don't want to be asking. But their supervisor says they have to. Yeah. You exactly. know. I like I have loved it. Superstore back in those days where uh, at least at some locations, you know, you could say if your cashier didn't ask, you know, X, Y, and Z, then you, you could get chocolate, get chocolate bar. bar. Oh, I would walk myself down to the customer service desk. I'd say, listen, the cashier on number four did not ask me to donate and I was going to give them a hundred dollars. Like I would just, I was like, oh, whatever to do to get, I, I want that free chocolate bar. For a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give you a hundred bucks. But no. now I just want a chocolate bar, and I'm not donating either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So these are just some things to really think about because I've uh, it's actually kind of a, an issue that I've even been talking about with even some of my friends. We've been chatting about it. And mm. It's come up on TikTok various times too. Where yeah. it's like people feel weird. It's like, oh man, you don't want to you know die to these you know donate to these terrible starving children who have yes. no parents and whose parents were you know I know are blown off. Sometimes the they last they war. literally will sell you on it at the cash, and I'm yeah. like. That was a lot. Yeah. At once. That's mm-hmm. on borderline traumatizing. <laughs> you know, like. They got a photo album now. I know. I'm like, like oh my gosh. Keep be given to little Ricky. But, uh, and I can relate this time of year. I'll never use the word guilt because I'm not guilty. I've, I've built a life where I am lucky and I'm going to own that. And no one worked for it but me. So I never feel guilty this time of year. Mm-hmm. But what I do feel is that with what I've built, there's something owed to the people who don't have yeah um so i think when you shift the 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 narrative from guilt to i'm so lucky to have an extra ten dollars that i don't need right now that i'm going to donate it you stop feeling guilty this time of year Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're helping someone yeah and really i mean that's what you should be doing is helping someone not helping loblaws not helping sobies you should go right to the source Mm -hmm. you know find a charity you care about Find their values. Do they align with you? How much do they pay their executives? Who are these charities that are being donated to from Loblaws? 
what are their executives being paid? Like, is it for profit? So do your own research. And you know what? Even if you don't get the donation receipt, even if it's like a GoFundMe, if it's something you care about, make sure you do it. You can actually see the money go to the source. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you can trust a big company to do the right thing with your money. Totally. You should just do it. Yeah. And then you, at the end of the day, can say, I actually helped. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. And I think as well, kind of on that topic of people kind of taking your money. Yeah. Um, is, again, it's on this idea as we're moving into kind of the holiday season. Yeah. There's, you know, our government is built on the idea of relying on people like us to subsidize charities because they don't have to subsidize it for them. And they, Certainly. they built it into our income tax yeah. refunds, right? Mm-hmm. You know, something to keep in mind, and this is what I do, is I try my best to maximize whatever I can give every year. Absolutely same. Only because what it does is it takes money out of what Justin Trudeau thinks is going to be best for the money. And I get to, I get to have some control over where that money goes. Yes. And that's like my one little like protest of sorts as a Canadian citizen. Yep. Like, no, big government's not going to tell me, not going to dictate what happens with my tax. I'm going to be able to claim a bunch of this and I'm going to claim it back and I'm going to give it to like a charity that really needs it and can yes. really utilize it. Right. Yep. Um, and I think that is a huge thing um, because Absolutely. I see it in our city, specifically in Halifax. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of homelessness, a yep. lot of issues. Um, there, there's you know, there's never any shortage of things to really care about and go yeah. after. And you know, we those who have done well this year, uh, whether you've done well with your business or yeah. you've you know had a good year in terms of sales, yeah. uh, if you're you know completely commission based. You know, there's some great opportunities out there to be able to give and donate, and you still, you able to claim some of that money back as well. Absolutely. This year, every year I have, like, the one big one. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, absolutely, I've fallen in love with what the Mental Health Association of Scotia is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I stand 100% behind what they're doing, and I think they deserve all the support they can get. Um, you know, the issues like you just spoke about, homelessness, drug addiction, um, you know, any sort of insecurity or, um, you know, hurdle, um, you know, a lot of the time comes from mental health. Right. And it's lacking here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in a hospital where people just get rejected when they come in triage. Mental health, there's no room. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Right? So uh, whatever you think is right for your money, please do it. But if you're unsure... This is 100% my recommendation to research the mm-hmm. Mental Health Association of Nova Scotia. Definitely. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, and the one that me and my wife also help out with, uh, with uh, from time to time is the Sunday Suppers. That's at oh, uh, St. Yes. Andrew's Church, I believe. Yeah. Uh, corner of Roby and Spring Garden. Yep. And uh, we're talking to Coburg. And, uh, you know, that's a great situation because that, that Sunday soup kitchen essentially is the only one that's open on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why it was open in the first place is because there was no other... Uh, Sunday was the only day that nothing, yeah, no one could get any food yeah. if you're homeless. Uh, so they they open every Sunday without without Fail. failure. Obviously, he had some COVID issues initially, yes, as most yep. did, but they're back. They're doing their thing. Um, so that's some uh, a great organization as well. Absolutely, event, uh, is taking place in the city and doing things as well. Absolutely. Again, as Dalton said, there's no pressure at all. Do your um, own research. Find something you love and care yeah, about. Something that aligns with your your values. Yeah. And if you're, you know. You're unsure? Well, there's some couple options too. Absolutely. For sure. I love that. And we will link both in mm-hmm. case people want to learn about them. I think that's the right thing to do. 100%. I think it's also important that even if you don't have the money to just look in what you can do if you can participate in these like soup oh, things. Good point. Yep. 
because not time everyone, is a big resource. Too. Yeah, not everyone has the money to you know yep. dump a hundred you know students whatever, but yep. they can still participate and you know stand for these things that they believe in because they, cool the help point. is needed in a lot of these places because they're all volunteers. Yeah, yeah, sometimes money doesn't help if there's no one to help run the thing. Yeah, and sometimes great point. And that first touch point, you know, people seeing a, a happy face actually will mean the world. So absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think there's way more than money that can be donated. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Wow. We uh, we got deep there. We did, but you know what? It's good. It's real issues, man. Yeah. Sometimes it's not always. We almost went as deep as the metaverse. Oh, my gosh. True. <laughs> That's wicked deep, dude. Dude, the metaverse is its own thing, but I love how Facebook has tried to claim the metaverse yeah and they've done a good job with it because every person who's kind of a regular joe i've talked to I about know, it no and they won't listen to me no. when i'm like it's not just facebook it just happened with my dad oh. upstairs before the show tonight speaking of which uh yeah we are in my parents basement um <laughs> doesn't was, look like it yeah <laughs> we uh we really dress this thing up nice and uh, i was talking to him he, he's like yeah facebook metaverse stuff i was like no facebook meta it's like meta who doesn't know what they're freaking doing they're trying to take all your freaking data uh, while they're at it, you know, and yeah, you're right. And so they're going to get it. Yep. They're going to win. Facebook, because they've already done a good job of positioning. You know, I'm talking to my my boomer dad, and I'm sure there's many others. They named the company Meta. Yeah. Of course, people associate it with the metaverse. Yeah. Oh, it's like the metaverse. Heck, I was one of those. I was like, oh, Facebook Meta, what's all? Oh, and I've been hearing about these different metaverse projects. I was like, oh, they're going to try and build on the Facebook platform. No. And I was like. Then I did my research. I, I was like, know. oh, they almost got me. Facebook did such a good job with how they released that. Like, dude, a, such a good job. Yeah, I, I, as much as I do not like them, I have to give them credit. Oh, they killed it. It was brilliant. But um, there is so much more to it. There is a lot to it that, you know, we can't fit into 20, 15 minutes, whatever you want. Yeah. To here. Like, there's, we almost need to dedicate a whole episode. And maybe we'll dedi- dedicate a, a month at some point, a theme of metaverse stuff who knows cryptoverse whatever you want to talk about mm. um crypto theft crypto theft <laughs> triggered <laughs> so yeah i did some research on the metaverse okay and i was like this is crazy this is how like 2021 has been a wild year for me in learning things absolutely so i started the year learning about crypto yep and i was like oh this is interesting and spent months trying to understand it and mm-hmm. invested in it finally and been doing well yeah the nfts hit the scene and again nfts didn't just come out this year but they started getting hitting the mainstream this year yes and i was like okay that's an, another cryptoverse thing mm-hmm. okay nfts i'm sort of getting it understanding yep. it, how it works great and then facebook meta hit with this metaverse stuff yep. and i was like what the freaking the metaverse has been going on for years at this point i don't know unbeknownst to me yeah i was like oh craziness and so the metaverse is just Virtual reality and and not the way you're thinking. What I mean is like, but like people living in a video game world. It's essentially Minecraft, but with money. Yeah, straight up. And so what the people do, the way I explain it to people, is the metaverse is made up of there's different games in different mm-hmm. places in the metaverse. Yep. So, you know, for example, you have Roblox. Yep. Um, as you said, uh, Minecraft is another one. Like yep. different games that you can kind of buy things up. Decentraland is another place. Yep. And so the way I explain it to people is, you know, you grew up playing GTA. Yeah. Which is fun, you know, and, and GTA is like very expansive, lots of maps, things to figure out and learn and, and explore. But the thing is a developer designed everything in that. Yes. And knew exactly the path you're going to go down and kind of ushered you through the process. Yes. And the metaverse is very different. You have developers that have designed, built out a whole map 
Of land. Of land. And they're selling off bits of the land to the users that they can build their own things on. You essentially develop yeah. that land. It's like a crowdsourced development of the game, yeah. Yeah. essentially. And people come on, they can kind of explore your mm-hmm. part of the, the metaverse, and you can go into your buildings. If you built buildings, you know, you essentially buy NFTs that make up an NFT, you know. I know. To kind of, you know, uh, build out your little property. It's, it's like it's literally physical world stuff, but in the virtual. I know. It's really interesting. Uh, there's literally a property management company that exists for the metaverse. No way. That will they like specialize in like construction and building. So they'll like build on the land that you own. Then they'll rent it, collect rent. They'll send you like real reports on how your properties like it's real life stuff, yeah. dog. Like it's crazy. Dude, it's and nuts. this is all backed by crypto. Yeah. All by crypto. And the key is, this is the issue we want to talk about with Facebook Meta. And it's like cryptocurrency, you know, it's the currency is how you get into it. And then cryptocurrency, you use these, this currency to start purchasing NFTs mm-hmm. in crypto. And then there's also property you can buy with this currency in the metaverse. And there's a bunch of NFTs make up the metaverse, essentially. It is insane. Yeah, it's it gets It's literally it like deeper. metaverse is like our real world. Mm-hmm. NFTs are like our assets yes. in the real world. Mm-hmm. And you buy your assets with cryptocurrency, yeah. which is Canadian yeah. dollars. Yeah, it's real life digital. Yeah, it's it's spooky. It's a one to one match of everything I do in a real estate transaction. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. The only difference is you don't have to go through a bank to purchase property. I know. <laughs> it's a, it's fantastic. You know, uh, I, I can speak on it because I did purchase some property in the metaverse, which is so cool, dude. It's nuts. I knew I did. Someone put it up for sale. I offered, they took it, and it got transferred over to my wallet. That's so cool. You know, and here we are. So, like, it is like it, it is interesting. So, like, yeah, as you said, I'm in the process of looking how I can rent out this property. Um, someone can use it, and I yep. can collect um, crypto on it. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting. I, I want to see how it matures in terms of, like, I, you know, I'd, I purchased it for one one Ethereum. Yeah. And I'm curious. I'm, I want to hold it till it's, like, worth 10, 20 Ethereum. Crazy. Nice. Yeah. Well, I feel like now that... Facebook Meta, or I mean, the Metaverse isn't Facebook Meta, but with Facebook Meta, everyone's gonna be like, "All right, what is this?" and look into it just as you did, yeah. And therefore, be like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, I'll just buy a house, do whatever I want. Yeah. But this whole concept sounds really similar to what I think Microsoft was doing back in like the '80s, where they tried to do with TV sales. Mm. They tried to create a virtual mall. That you could access through TV. Oh yeah, I do not know about this. Yes, this crazy. Wow. Like I'll, I don't have the specific. Yeah. I could definitely talk about it or look into it more. Yeah. But this is basically, I'm thinking. I don't know who. When did the metaverse come through? Who kind of? When did it start? Because it's been around before Facebook Meta. So I'm wondering yeah. if it came out of what Microsoft was trying to do back in the 1980s. Could have. I know, I know like, I know the metaverse really started becoming a big thing. 2018, 2019. I never even heard so, of it. Me either. After all my research, that's how I found out all this crap. I was like, I've been missing all this the whole time. This I property know. was so cheap. Like it just <laughs> was there this whole time. And the thing is, even I did know about it, I probably wouldn't have purchased it. Cause I wouldn't have seen the value in it. Cause we wouldn't have seen the value at the time. Yeah. 2020 changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Totally. And I'm seeing, like, I remember when I, I, I tell this story all the time of when what officially convinced me to buy Ethereum. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the next life. 
Yeah. Like, I need to buy this now. Yeah. And, uh, and I haven't been disappointed since. And I remember this was the, the point of the video I watched was, this is what kind of floored me, was, you know, when you buy Ethereum, you buy Bitcoin, it's going to get to the point where you don't sell it. You yeah, use it. You use it. Yeah. And I was just like, what? I know. Are you kidding me? You know, and I was like, oh, wow. And here we are, right? Um, I used Ethereum to purchase virtual land. I know. <laughs> like, this is nuts, you know, and, and, the, and here we go. And that was, that's not even, that was within a year that all happened. It's crazy. And, which in March of 2021, I've been like, you're nuts. I'm not using this to buy any virtual crap. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> the people who paid for things like in real life with Bitcoin like five years ago. Oh. The pizza guy. Oh, must be absolutely buck. That is crazy. That would crush me. That oh, same. Like ah, oh, throw like hundred bitcoin at you for a slice of pizza. A hundred? Could you mean a hundred bitcoin? Do you think the pizza place still has bitcoin? Good question, dude. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah, straight up. They just have it stored in some hard drive. Or like, oh god, oh, where dude. is it? Yeah, like, what's the it? password? Oh gosh, that'd be terrible. No, it, it's it's wild, right? And so. That's the metaverse in terms of like it's just that's how it relates to real world. Yeah, like it's so we, similar. We only wanted to kind of touch on it in this episode, and if it's something that you guys are really interested, we will go. We'll do a deeper dive oh, on yeah. it for sure. But we wanted to kind of breach the topic and kind of let you guys know what we've been learning. And there's more than Facebook. Yeah, there's more than Facebook. Actually, I want to get into that before we move on. Is the cool thing about the metaverse is it's all decentralized. Mm-hmm. No one fully controls it. It's controlled. By the people. By the people, by the users. Yeah. And the issue with Facebook meta trying to claim the whole metaverse. They don't like giving up control. No. <laughs> and they will take all your data. They'll take your face. I know. You're all your current, like, they'll control everything. I know. And I'm being honest, we're already at a point where we're already kind of facing this. Is Our world is not controlled by our governments. They're controlled by these big Social tech, networks. Big tech companies. Yeah. And they all work together. And I wonder who the biggest landowner will be in Facebook Meta. Yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. or Amazon. Yeah, mm. like it's it, it's gonna be a tech giant who owns. Yeah, and that it's like it's incumbent upon myself to help people realize don't go there. Like I like I'm struggling personally because I'm like I could make a lot of money in Facebook Meta. Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to go to it because they just don't know. Yeah. But I also don't want to give them the freaking time of day because they don't deserve to be in this space. They don't deserve to own this space. It needs to be owned by the people. So the one thing I will say to that, I'm absolutely going to get in on Facebook Meta. Mm -hmm. If there's a dollar to be made, I'm there. Yeah. You know. Uh, So I'm going to have my data and then one day I'm going to die and they'll still have my data. Mm -hmm. But at least in this real world, I'll have made the money. Mm. That's the way I look at it. Interesting. I'm just here for the dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, but I appreciate the level of crypto expert you are. Mm. You look at crypto as like the end. You can right. see to that. Right. I can't. Right. I strictly look at it as an investment. That makes sense. And and that's how where I'm battling right now. Cause like, I definitely see it as investment too. Cause for, if I'm being honest, I'm only buying land in the metaverse. I don't ever plan on living in the metaverse. Right, like you can't physically leave the real world. Yeah, like yeah. I, I will never like. But there's a lot of people who want to just you know be there and do all the things in the metaverse. And I'm like, I'm not going to be. I'm going to continue living in the real world personally. But I'll be making money off it though, so yeah. I can spend it in the real world. Yeah, you know. I wonder but, if it's going to get to the point where it's like a black mirror, 
where they had oh. uploaded their once you die you get uploaded to the metaverse your consciousness and oh. depending on what you have in the metaverse that's where you live oh that'd be so crazy I, I, I hate Jeff that, Bezos literally just it. invested like billions of dollars into a company to in, like ensure that one if like prolong how long humans live and like I don't know. There's too much going on with these people. A lot of money controlling. Well, speaking of that, like, um, there was a show on Prime called Upload that was exactly that idea. And I don't know. And this guy is con- if you your body physically died, they upload your consciousness consciousness to you know a virtual world. That's spooky. Imagine just getting exported as like a PDF and then uploaded. <laughs> like when you finally croak, you just get like exported and re-uploaded somewhere else. Uh, it's, isn't it weird? And then your file corrupts and you're screwed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But fellas, right, man, like we're not far from that. It's crazy. You're not far from that. What? You, you don't think, you don't, I think that. You could, think we're not, you think we're close to being uploaded to a server as a, our consciousness? Dude. Yeah. What? Dude, no. at the beginning of 2021, I wasn't going to use my freaking crypto to buy stuff. But here we are at the end of the year. I'm already doing it. So you think you can take Dalton and put him on a USB stick and upload me? Dude, by the time I'm 70, I think that could be a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> once once you get to scan the brand waves and uh-uh. once Dude, you get to digital, digitalize consciousness, that is when people are going to go to the metaverse they're already there uh, right now like I, I we won't get into tonight because it's a crazy story but they're looking at putting all the um oh my gosh this has been awful i for forgetting things um forget it moving on but yeah hopefully they don't upload your conscience <laughs> forget everything <laughs> <laughs> I can always rewrite the code. And <laughs> yeah, they could just reprogram you. I refuse to believe that. You do, uh, That's crazy. Dude, the impossible's happened. That's all I'm saying is. That's this, crazy. This year, 2021's been a year of proving me wrong on a lot of things, and I, I refuse to not. Like, I'm just like, I, I think it's possible. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, that was it. COVID stuff. Mm. Um, there, there are, before COVID hit, they were already looking at doing vaccine passports on the blockchain. <clears throat> which is spooky too so i was like i, I didn't i, I don't want to get fully into it tonight but yeah, yeah that's, like, a, that's deep that's that's very deep um because then you were you know your vaccine officially is tied to your identity and it's like where's that go right it's so weird dude i don't know so dude. that's we're crazy talking. we're moving into an age where everything is just unclear and unknown it's gonna be hyperspeed that's what i'm saying it's gonna be absolute hyperspeed and that's why the freaking u.s government's freaking out because they don't know how, they don't how gonna, to stop it. They don't know how to stop it. They don't know what they're doing. Look at all the people who are in Congress, for goodness sakes. They don't even know how what Facebook means. And, you know, that, that was from 2006. Watching <laughs> like, the old men in courts in America trying to explain, like, what Instagram. Like, there was a, a lawyer who didn't know what a Finsta was. Oh, I saw that. And they thought Finsta was, like, an app that Instagram makes that's just for friends. Yeah. And, like, the whatever employee they had representing Instagram was like, no, that's when people make a second account and only let their friends follow it. And then the lawyer was like, so you make Finsta. And I was like, ah, painful. You old crow, like shut up. (laughs) You're making yourself look like an idiot. You are. It's so like the the people who are making the laws have no idea. It's, it's blowing by them at the speed of light. Yeah. The advancements. Mm Mm-hmm. 
They have no clue. Dude, it's it, it it's already blown by me. Like, I, I was taking so Like, even four years ago, I remember telling Kelsey, I was like, when we have kids, I'm going to be on top of everything electronically. I'm going to be ahead of everything digitally for my kids. It's like, impossible. You won't, you, they will not be able to beat me. I'll always be in one step ahead. And then this year happened. I was like, oh, my gosh. But isn't that so fitting? Because, like, my dad, for example, was, like, the king of tech for what tech was when he was my age. Mm-hmm. Like, he could do it all. Yeah. And then there came me at the beginning of the dot-com era right. who mastered the internet at the age of five. Mm-hmm. And my parents were just like, what do we do? Right. Like, how do we... It's the world's at his fingertips now. What do we do? Yeah. You know? And then obviously that led to my career in tech, which yeah. a lot of people our age leads to a career in tech because we were so exposed to the internet. Anyone who's in tech, and it was in tech from an early age, this is how it happened. You were exposed to tech yeah. so early. Mm-hmm. So now our kids, uh, they're going to be born into the metaverse. Like, do we have to register our kids in the metaverse and at the Kiwi too? Oh, you're probably right. They need to get like a nice little blockchain account. Like what? It, like, <laughs> like, what do you, like what do you do? Dude, you're right. I know. Oh, man. Like register the birth with the nurse at the hospital and then like mm-hmm. sign them up online. Get your. With uh, the sin they just got from the hospital. Get your diddle chip installed too. And yeah. Just chip them and barcode them. Chip and, girl. Yeah, TikTok. They're weird. Dude. Sorry, she's freaky. That's spooky. That is weird. And for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a woman who was like put a microchip in her body. Her and her husband. Her and her husband. Oh, both of them. I thought it was just her. No, no, chip guy and chip girl. They think it's a personality trait to have a chip in their arm, which is weird to begin with. And it opens everything in their house and all that. Oh, yeah. They've got like, and certain rooms are like only, like the, because the kids are like, they don't have them yet, but like they plan to chip their kids. So, like, the alcohol cabinet, like, mm-hmm. needs, like, a certain chip. So, the kids' ones eventually won't work. And, like, certain rooms oh only he can go into. Like, And I'm like, why are you hiding rooms from your wife also? But, True. You know, chip guy. More like couch guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Am I right? Or what? Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, they're yeah. freaks. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it. Oh, well. Rest in peace, chip girl and chip guy. Yeah. Cash guy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whichever guy we're talking about. Yeah. Guy Fieri. Freaking TikTok. Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of guys and fire and Guy Fieri. No. And uh, freaks. <laughs> and freaks. <laughs> El Presidente himself. First, I just love that that's how he thinks of himself. Yeah. El Presidente. Dude, that's my guy. Cracks me up. Cracks me Dave up. Dave so, Portnoy. This guy got himself in some trouble. Some deep trouble, you know, and uh, you know, there's some allegations that have come out, yeah, about some sexual encounters with young women, yeah. And uh, tonight we're not getting into whether were they young women or oh, were yeah. they girls? Uh, no, I would say they're young women, like the early twenties. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just clear. Okay, I, just, yeah. well, I did. I honestly have not. Oh, like for all I've seen is like the bashing. I haven't seen anyone actually like talk on it. Uh, I've just seen people be like ripping him up on TikTok. But um, no one's actually, I've never seen anyone explain it. Wow. So, yeah, we're on. You know, this is the issue with an algorithm error. Yeah, I only see the bashing TikToks. Like, it's just where their people are that's, just like. That's how people communicate. They don't know anything. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Everyone's ganging on this guy. Let's gang on this guy. That's or, all it is. It's like it's like like gossip accounts who are just like bashing him. Yeah. But no, I, I haven't seen anything that actually explains it. Okay. So, yeah, there were some issues where, you know, it came out that from what I understood what I've read, I could definitely be wrong on some of this. So I'm putting that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't quote us. Yeah. At least don't quote us on this one. But what I've understood, 
was, you know, he, he had contact with a young woman. Okay. Um, you know, they went to his apartment. Sure. And, you know, had sexual relations. Yeah. And during the time, it got, he got a little rough. Ah. During um, sexual intercourse. Got it. And she wasn't a huge fan of it. Got um, it. And from his perspective, it was all consensual. Um, to her, it was just kind of a little rough. And she didn't really feel like he really... You know, respected respected that. that got it but again so now that's what they're fighting about that's kind of what the issues are got it but she didn't bring up the issues of the problem this is why it all got ignited okay it was business insider who has been working on this piece for eight months oh and trying to take him out and they've been quietly and he's he's known about it for eight months he's known he's known this piece was coming ah because they've been contacting everyone close to him trying to get dirt on him and he's like what are they doing over there and so the issue is, is I'm, I'm not, I don't want to really touch the actual issue itself. No. It's a he said, she said situation. That's up to them. Yeah, that's up to the courts to decide and then and between them to figure yeah. out. But I want to get into is the fact that journalists have been just going after him. Yeah, that's what I've it. been seeing on TikTok is yeah. the going after him. Yeah. But no one, like, it's just crazy how they just attack, but then they don't, they don't link it back. They don't mm-hmm. talk about, like, it's just bashing. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's the issue, right? And they've been really like, you know, it's essentially from Dave Portnoy's perspective, he's been calling it character assassination. He's like, you guys have no proof that any of this happened. Right. You guys don't know what you're talking about. You're really just trying to come after me. Yeah. And the issue with me, and this is a Dave thing, and it's a quirk of his, is he's not going down without a fight. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, he's got a bottle of Don Perignon. With his enemy's name on it, he drinks when they fail. Exactly. Like, he is demented. That's the type of guy you're dealing with, right? Yeah. So he's not going to quit. And, no. And, he, and what the issue was is he's been trying to... It, the company, the the paper that published all this was Business Insider. Yeah. And he's been trying to contact them, have, like, a one-on-one with them that's recorded, and they refuse to get with them. They don't want to get... There's, like, no, we'll just do an email interview. He's like, hey, first off... What's an email I, interview? I'm not a journalist, but an email interview, like... What? That's crazy. Oh. Like, oh yeah, because that's not a recipe for like changing, misinformation. Yeah, putting your own narrative on things. Yeah. Um. So they refused that. Like he's put he's posted all the screenshots he's been doing with the email uh, with the editors and the journalists over at Business Insider. Yeah. And he's posting all of it of just like how it's going. It's going. How kind of corrupt it's kind of looking from their perspective. Yeah. And uh, and he, he's going in on these journalists and he's lighting them up on Twitter and actually that's the article I have here. Um. Uh, right. Oh, um, Dave Portnoy. The the it's from a Daily Mail, and the article says Twitter. Oh, oh go down. Oh, oh my gosh. Barstool Sports boss Dave Portnoy is suspended from Twitter for sharing a screenshot featuring Business Insider editor's email after it ran a hit piece accusing him of a rough sex with teens. So that's the issue. Is from what I've understood, these women weren't teens. Yeah, nineteen, as young as nineteen. Hmm. Interesting, and that's like, but that's 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 the term used. So, woman as young as nineteen, I get it. It's weird. Don't get me wrong. I've I've said this story many times. I would feel uncomfortable if my younger sister was in the same room as Dave Dave Portnoy. That is weird. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't get it twisted. He is a creep. Yeah, in that way, I would not feel comfortable with that at all. But it is interesting how the youngest woman was nineteen, but said he got with teens. Because when I think of teens, I'm thinking 14, oh, yeah. 13. Me too. I certainly get you know what, what they did with that. You know, that's the stuff like I'm talking about. Is I'm more so about the framing of the issue that yes. spooks me. I was like, okay, I'm not trying to defend the man. 
I'm just trying to go after the journalists of like totally purposely misleading people to really amp up the craziness of it. Yeah. Cause if, it, if they can, I mean, if they get it done with him, they can come after one of us mm. if they really wanted to. The thing is he's had allegations before. Yeah, I also just don't put myself in those positions either. That's a whole other issue, right? Like, this would never happen to me. Yeah. But, like, it it could be another issue. What what if you had a bad business dealing? Absolutely. Someone could paint you a specific way in the media, right? Certainly. Um, I mean, I think most business owners probably think that way. Yeah. With how powerful cancel culture is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's mainly what I'm trying to get at specifically is I'm obviously, as I said, clear as day. I'm not taking anyone's side on this. Yeah. I'm more so going after the behavior of the journalists. Right. I'm not a huge fan of what's happening. Yeah. I mean, also, I just am shocked why it had to be an eight-month thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Like they are clearly looking for stuff, and they finally got to it. Yeah. That they could, you know, inflame. But yeah, it's very, very. That's very strange. Yeah, and, and and all I've seen on TikTok is, and keep in mind these are allegations. Yeah, but everyone is just being like he is. They're calling him every name in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, does he deserve it? Maybe uh, not up to me to decide. Yeah, but I also have not been able to through the act of just letting the algorithm do its thing, mm-hmm. get a clear idea of actually what's going on. Yeah, I've only seen. Like the attacking. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to be led a certain way online. Absolutely. Because even for you, I have been kind of following, you know, the other side of it. Mm. Whereas all the, you know, Barstool fans who are going after the journalists. Right. Lighten them up. Left, right. So I was like, some stuff they're saying, I was like, yikes. I'm like, you don't, you, you don't go against the Barstool army, apparently. You know, but, Americans love the media. Oh, they do oh. love the media. It's a, it's a weird marriage, isn't it? It is, it, yeah. Listen, this is not going to go down easily or well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's how it goes, you mm-hmm. know. But this is bad. This is looking bad for him. Yeah, they, like it doesn't really look good on either side. To be honest, cause oh, for they, Business Insider, no. Oh, it does not look good for oh, Business it looks Insider terrible for them. And admittedly, if. You know, the person who actually lived that experience, like that 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. Now, she's forgotten. Yeah, she's been, abs- I've heard no talk of her. Yeah. This was her lived experience. Mm-hmm. And now all we're focusing on is Business Insider and, and Barstool Sports. <laughs> Terrible. Like, we're not even focusing on the person that it's about. Yeah. Like, the the victim. We're not even focusing on her. We love the drama, don't we? Uh, wild. But yeah, you're so right. It makes Business Insider look just as bad as it makes Dave Portnoy look. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they stoop to the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I've been seeing Dave Portnoy's uh, interviews on uh, Fox and stuff like that. And it's interesting mm. kind of hearing his perspective on it mm. all. And it's, I, uh, I just, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this Business Insider situation. Yeah. What they've done. And uh, they, they do not look good. No, they don't. And Business Insider was someone I typically thought was pretty like above the belt, like very. I think I think pre twenty sixteen probably. Oh, is that a thing? After twenty sixteen, have they? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, oh, I, Trump broke the media forever in America. Sure. Okay, that's fair. And like since then, like this is the type of crap they do because what they do is it's all about ad dollars, right? So if you get more eyes on your stuff, 
I mean, just look at the web page. There's like 20 ads showing up right now. Hey. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like one, one, two, two three, three, four, five, six ads. Oh no. That's, that's, just, that's their, just their stuff. Oh my gosh. You can't actually even make it go away. They just make the background uh, uh, opaque so you can see through the ad oh, at the top. We've worked with the, we've worked for a company like that before. Triggered. Anyways, but you're right. Like it's all about people like us who want to look at the freaking article. Look at all these freaking ads. Yeah, like heaven forbid, I wanted to learn about this 19 year old and like her story. Literally, where am I supposed to click? Like I understand, sure, in the middle, but halfway through, there's other pictures of Lady Gaga. <laughs> like that looks like a good movie though but it's crazy so like that's where things are at like, it is so crazy so this is this is the email that dave portnoy posted on twitter that he got suspended from twitter over he's like keep in mind so he's he actually like, puts his home address um oh no no, no. Oh, yes yeah, so this is the issue so dave portnoy showed the email interaction he had with nicholas a business insider who was yep. one of the top guys over there and he said, hi, Nicholas, we would like to formally invite you to join the Dave Portnoy show on Tuesday to talk about the article that was published in Business Insider about Dave. We'll make it as fair as possible, and you can bring as many people as you'd like. You can also video record the whole conversation and repost it for your own purposes. Thank you. And then if you see Nicholas's response, he says, thanks for the invitation. On behalf of Patrick, Matt, myself, and anyone else invited, we will decline. We're going to let the story speak for itself. Please send future invitations or requests for comment to our VP of comms, Mario Ruiz, who I, who I've added. Thanks again, Nicholas Carlson, Global Editor-in-Chief of Business Insider. Wow. He posted that email interaction on Twitter, took him out. Blocked him. Blocked him because apparently he was, what's that term again? Doxed him. Oh, yes. They considered that doxing. But didn't Nicholas actually dox yeah. Dave Portnoy? And like, they actually gave out his home address. Yeah, and they left him on Twitter. Right. So there's clearly some weird crap going on. Right? Yep. And uh, it's a very sensitive situation itself. Like the content itself is really sensitive. Yes. Uh, which is like, that's uh, actually why I didn't, I was nervous about even touching this topic in general. Um, but yeah. It was business related um, because it's in the business world. Absolutely. Business it's insider. From business insider who I up until now admittedly thought they were quite. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This is it's definitely. A, why did he leak his home address? What did he get from that? Just get, you know. It's, he literally was just trying to. Yeah, get people, you know, rowdy out at, at his house, right? That's what they usually do. Wow. Um, yeah, it's not a good situation. I don't see a, anyone's going to win out of this. There's going to be no winner. It's, it's going to be a bunch of drama. It's going to end in flames. Uh, and uh, <sighs> that's the that's the business world in Some America for you. Million dollar lawsuit, too, probably. Oh, yeah. Ugh. With a champagne bottle with their name on it. That is insane. That's bonkers. Yeah. Oh. Gee. That's a, that was a dang good episode, dude. That was good, man. We talked about a lot. A lot of different stuff this episode. Yeah. There were a lot of different things, but we're glad we kind of touched it. We hope you were uh, found value today. Absolutely. Uh, hit a lot something of things. take out of it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we ramble, but I'm sure there's... Some, something there that you can... Once you know, in a while, we say something that's insightful. Exactly. So we're grateful that we could give you this hour. I hope you have yourself a great day, whether you be doing groceries or donating to charities of your choice or buying property in the metaverse straight up whatever whatever it is you're doing wherever you are we love you we're out peace